Alright, hello and welcome to another episode of the Give Us a Spell podcast. It's the first of 2022 and we're doing it quite late on a Thursday evening. Everything's been happening. Uh, there's plenty of racing obviously going on. The test is happening. Uh, Usman Kawaja taking the piss today in his first innings back. And then there's a bunch of stuff happening with Novak Djokovic and the Australian Open. I welcome in Thomas Kohai. Tom, how are you, my friend? Good, mate. Um, yeah, just been enjoying the cricket. We was out there for a little bit in between uh, rain showers yesterday. Uh, it's been pretty good. Racing's been all right. I'm getting a few good ones coming towards um, the Magic Millions and had Perth Cup and a few Country Cups around. But um, no, it's a good time of year. Everyone's a bit chilled. Um, a lot of beach and oh, the rain's a bit of a bit annoying, but yeah, pretty good time of year. Kelly, welcome in. Boys. Pleasure to be back on and uh, happy new new year to everyone. And well, yeah, it's it's a bit of a, a downfall in the summer in terms of the season being so wet and everything else. But you know what, racing, sports, they all seem to continue. And yeah, we're living our best life, I guess. I think we're just living the inevitable about uh, if I say that right, inevitable about getting COVID at the moment. So it's dead set. I know so many people with it right now. So I'm literally playing dodging cars, but. Tom, we're doing this uh, podcast a little bit late. You were a bit a bit excited about a certain meal you were going to get tonight from Uber Eats, or did it live up to expectation, this amazing burger? No, no, very disappointing. There's <laughs> um, <laughs> nothing worse when you you pay you pay your hard earn and you're waiting at the doorstop for something to arrive, and it's no good. Um, no, I won't, that place uh, won't be getting my business again, that's for sure. I did, um, I told you before that, I ordered Domino's the other day, which I don't normally do, but I ordered Domino's and normally it like tells you like, you know, 20 minutes, half an hour or whatever delivery. They were an hour late. I'm like, this is taking the piss. Like they're only down the road in Monovale. Anyway, they eventually show up and then they, they're missing a pizza. They're like, give me two pizzas. We'd ordered three. I'm like, are you missing a pizza? And they're like, really? Is there a third one? I'm like, yeah, there's a third one. She goes, oh shit, looks at the receipt. She goes, back in five minutes, I'll just go grab it. And just fucking never came back. <laughs> So, oh, uh, oh no! Yeah, it was fucking pretty, pretty rude, pretty brutal. Um, I think carried a bit more. Three life. bucks. Yeah, look, wasn't happy. Um, poor service from Domino's for those expensive pizzas, but yeah, not good enough. Um, Koei, you've just gone through some very spicy Indian. Oh, you bet I have, and um, um, it was delicious right now. But uh, tomorrow is a different day, so. We'll see how that goes and takes, and uh, I'll make sure I'll keep you boys reported on the uh, the message. Well, let us, the let, group us chat. let us know if you need to need to have a little pause during the podcast. If you need to, yeah, mate, you don't have to let us know. That's quickly fine. rush to the. I'll, I'll couple of snaps, you know, all the above. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm good. I'll, I'll, I'll keep you informed. Um, before we talk about Nova, because that's funny, but um, cricket, it's obviously uh, Sydney Test has been on and off with a bit of rain. Usman came out and got himself a century today, which was awesome to see. Tommy, you were at the cricket yesterday. How was it? Yeah, it's good. A um, bit annoying with the rain, but I think um, looking before the first day, we actually got a bit more cricket than we thought we would, so it's been all right. Um, unlucky not to take a wicket. Just before stumps today, Stark took one and uh, yeah, no brought back on no ball. But um, the Poms needed a bit of luck. They haven't had much lately. But seriously, what are they doing? No Stuart Broad for Melbourne or Brisbane. He, they play him in this test. He takes a fifer. Like, um, 
like seriously, he's he's one of their best bowlers for a reason and does so well out here. Like they're just in all sorts of poms. Um good on Uzi. Uzi playing well for the Aussies and um be interesting to see how they fit him in going forward if Harris um maybe makes way or someone else. So what was the reason that they didn't pick Broad? To me, you know, he's like one of their best and he's only played two of two out of four tests. Yeah, they keep saying that it's like um similar to us, like they had the rotation and they they had more tests than anyone uh, last year, the Poms. So they they were always going to say they're going to rotate the bowlers because they don't want to cook anyone before the Ashes. And then they get to the Ashes mm. and no Anderson and no Broad on a on a green deck up at the Gabba. And you think, well, what are you doing? Like you're literally preparing for this moment all year and you're not playing your two best bowlers. And then Melbourne was – we saw what Scott Boland managed to do at Melbourne. Imagine what Stuart Broad would have done. Like – um. Yeah, he would have been licking his lips, and good to see him get a chance now. But um. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, who cares? It's the Poms, but hopefully they lose. Hopefully we can get through heaps. Like it was pretty. I don't know if you're watching heaps of it this morning, but the amount of like just driplets of water that was happening, and then all of a sudden the covers were on. If you listen to the commentators, they were blowing up to Lux of how quickly we would have put the covers on. It was funny. The two guys that were racing each other out to the middle every time that was funny, and we even got to hear <laughs> from them. But um. Do Why you... don't they run on that quick when they've got to take it off? That's yeah. what I want to know. They should be running just as quick to take it off there so we can get some cricket happening. Yeah. Look, um, I, I it seems very, like, very pedantic to how quickly they fucking put the covers on. Don't you reckon, Coey? No, I totally agree. Um, it was good to see the, the foot race, but at the same time, <laughs> you just go, what's doing here, boys? Like, I mean, it, I mean... I know conditions change. The conditions can change quite quickly. And, you know, we work in racing and, you know, we're very familiar with weather and how it can change and change the game. But, my God, it was just spitting at the the start of it. And I just don't know. Like, it's like, get on with it. Just play the game. Like, it's player's discretion, umpire's discretion. And if ever it comes to terms, I mean, you know, there's plenty more rain coming. Fucking enjoy the most we've got. Yeah. You know? it's, it's it's a weird one. Yeah. And it's not cheap to go to the cricket too. So people want to see as much as they can. Um, obviously, we're hoping for another win and then make it wrap it up five zip. Um, another funny thing, obviously, look, to be honest, and I'll say this, I've always loved Novak. He's always... I've, He's always been one of my favourites up until probably the last 18 months, two years. He's just turned into a dick. So he... To me, they've always said, no, 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 he's not coming, he's not vaccinated, or he's actually just not saying if he is or he isn't. Um, then he puts up his own little personal thing the other day, or two days ago, saying that he's been granted an exemption, and then Craig Tilley, the Australia CEO of tennis, he came out and said, yep, he's gone through all the thingos and blah, blah, blah. Then he finally gets here, and he gets shown the door. So, a bit of a fucking farce, isn't it, Tommy? Mate, um, I... Whether you believe it one way or the other, I don't think he should have ever got to that point. Um, if they've let him come through, then let him come through. If they don't believe it, like, I, it sounds like um, they've heard the backlash of them letting him come um, was going to stir and they've jumped back on what they were going to allow. And now it's called this even bigger uproar. Massive. I mean, he shouldn't have been there in the first place, but... I saw a couple of people tweeting. I know I know it's going to be a random draw, but wouldn't you just love to see just Kyrgios, Djokovic in the first uh, well, 
in the first round. Um, mate, uh, that'd be worth the whole tournament, him being there, just um, curious into him. Just let, let him just rip in. Well, Kyrgios put out a little tweet seven hours ago, still standing by, and he just wrote, I'll give my opinion soon. And that was it. Haven't heard again from him. So I'm standing by to hear from him. Um, <laughs> I kind of, I'm kind of feeling now that I kind of wish he gets his visa approved just to hear the amount of booze for the entire tournament. Like, I know he's a professional. He's the best in the world, probably the best of all time, but no one can handle some Australian booze 24-7. Um, he just what, reached to that guy that, He's so desperate for people to love him, and no one does. He's just like, and Federer just can't do anything wrong. Like, mm. he used to be the bad guy, and now everyone just loves Federer. And yeah. then Djokovic is probably going to overtake Nadal and Federer and be the greatest of all time or whatever, and people just can't cop him. And um, I think this anti-vax stuff and just the blatant um, disregard for the rules and him having his COVID party a couple of years ago and, I, this screams why no one likes him. He just he just does what he wants. Well, he's been approved to stay until Monday, I think, and that's when his lawyers and that sort of have another hearing and see if he can stay. So he's actually here for a couple of days, obviously, in his little quarantine hotel. Uh, but yeah, you had any thoughts, Coey, before we move on? Uh, I think the funniest thing to come about was just the fact that he, there's someone more hated than Margaret Court at Australian at Open moment, this year. Yeah. And, yeah, like I had to chuckle about that, but I, I mean, the, old the fact that he, yeah, well, the fact that he got let in, I don't know who someone, and where and someone's hiding someone, someone's abs- someone's absolutely fucked up. I don't know who's fucked up. I'd imagine it's within the Victorian constituent, <laughs> but someone's absolutely yeah. fucked up, and they're. Oh, I mean, I, I'm I'm assuming they're just driving in interstate as far as. Fast as they physically can right now, because I mean, they probably won't hold a job very much well, for much longer anyway if they figure it out. And I don't know. I don't think it should have ever come to this stage. That's just kind of how I see it. Um, there was uproar months and months ago when it was first announced, and it was rightfully so. I thought, and if you don't follow the rules, you don't follow the rules, and no one should be above the rules. And he's tried to be above the rules, and there's been a few funny campaigns on social media about, you know, he's been exempt and you, you've seen a few children written kind of crayon drawing saying exemption granted Yeah. with Novak's face attached to it with a thumbs up and you just go, well, yeah, kind of comes across that way. Um, I don't know who's granted it, but uh, it wasn't through the proper channels and I mean, so be it. Like, if he does actually get granted through his lawyers, I mean, the battle was fair enough, I guess. But at the same time, it should never have come to this stage. So whatever happens, happens from now. That's true. Um, and look, to be honest, tennis is like, I love I love the Australian Open. So I'd be pretty keen. I know that Kyrgios has been had injuries. He hasn't been able to play some of these lead-up matches. He's got really bad asthma and stuff. So I'm hoping that he's 100%. Um, I'm looking, if you, don't, if you don't follow Bernard Tomic either, do yourself a favor. It's actually quite funny. He's bought himself a new Instagram account and he put it, he put up today. He put up something like what with his shirt off, walking around with his peroxided hair saying, why should you date tennis players? And then the next thing is him playing and saying that we can last five hours. I can't remember the last time Bernard Tomic has lasted five hours in a tennis match. Yeah. Oh, in, in a tournament, really? <laughs> in a tournament. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, there's been a, obviously heaps of people have got COVID at the moment. There's been quite a lot of, uh, I guess, 
things said about rugby league leading into the season. Quite a few players have got it. I know quite a few of the Panthers boys do. Um, that's all happening. There was talk of players not being allowed to go places again. To be honest, I think there'll be like some serious uproar if that happens. I don't think they can do it as like for a third season. What do you reckon, Tommy? Mate, I, I saw Paddy Cummings went to dinner last night and he's playing a test match. So, and you think like some of the stuff he's been through, like as long as they're careful, as you said before, Zach, you're just going to get it no matter what. Like even if you're staying at home, you're, your wife goes to the shops or you go to the shops or you order something on Uber Eats, chances are the guys got it. There's just that many tests. Mm. Um, the, what, what they're saying now is you, if you're double vaxxed and you're um, wearing a mask and doing all you can, then that's fine. Just do, just take precautions. And then if you get it, stay at home, recover and let the vaccine do its job and get on with it. Yeah. Hopefully it doesn't like cause a lot of shambles again. Uh, leading to the season, just want a fucking perfect rugby league season. No dramas. I want players blowing up and getting angry and possibly... Look at the um, Brisbane Heat tonight. They had, <laughs> I think, like the most fish, of their players the out there just, yeah, pick some guys out of the crowd and have a run. Did you see what um, I put up the other day with Glenn Maxwell? Oh, yeah, that was pretty funny. So Maxwell goes out and says, I don't know who the wicketkeeper is, someone, someone he said, you know, don't, don't come close to me, I might have COVID the next day. <laughs> <laughs> test positive. Yeah. So, um All right, before we move on to some racing and stuff, uh, actually, I'm not going to talk about Curtis Scott. Curtis Scott, obviously, is uh, in the bad books. We've talked about him in the past, but, yeah, he's a, he's a dickhead and he's been charged. Uh, assaulting his ex-girlfriend. He actually blocked me um, a couple of months ago, Curtis, but no skin off my back, Thomas. Um, we sort of gave him a bit of a rap when he sort of fell asleep at the bottom of a tree and all that sort of gear, but obviously there's been a lot more to it. And, mate, could be why Quade Cooper put one on his chin, right? Yeah, well, um, I think there's been a few rumours just sort of going around about um, Curtis Scott and, and, this, um, and this topic for a while. If he's convicted of it, then he he doesn't deserve to be playing rugby league again. I don't think it sounded like he wasn't getting a contract anyway, and um, and now this coming out, then if he's found guilty of it, then he just shouldn't be playing league again. And yeah, or you sh- yeah, you shouldn't be doing anything again, really. All right, well, that's enough for him. Um, scrap him. Um, racing. Obviously, we're into a new year, twenty twenty two. Coe, if I was to ask you one thing, which you was your favourite part of racing last year? What was your favourite? It's kind of it moulds into one really to a certain degree, but I mean, very elegant's definitely a top tier of mine. Like CJ Waller just doing his thing, but I think just racing continuing, yeah, as a whole was just <laughs> I think it, it moulds into one really. Like I think just the fact that we kept going, um, getting to witness a bit of history every every week during the spring, whether it was the spring or the autumn or summer or winter, yeah. it doesn't matter. Like I mean, this has been going on for. Close to two years now, so I mean, just the fact that we've got to enjoy every minute of it working in an industry that we enjoy, I think that's just been the the favourite part of mine, really. Thomas, um, Coe's been a bit modest. I reckon he's on Thunderstruck. He was tipping for a while for the Golden Eagle. Would have been pretty good as well. My very, the story behind Very Elegant winning the the Melbourne Cup and and around that was pretty cool. Even just incentivised where it came from. Mm. I, I said last week, Natoya was probably my favourite thing and. The, the racing as a whole, like the Everest went to new lengths. I really enjoyed uh, the Melbourne Carnival um, more than previous years, just seeing all these Australian horses and yeah. you could line up all these horses a bit better. 
um, than previous years. And um, you, you genuinely knew something about each runner rather than just all these um, overseas horses just having their first start. So I, I enjoyed that a bit more as well. But yeah, I reckon, um, yeah, probably meant to work for me. I'm with you, and I was obviously, I like how he, with the very elegant, I do like Nature Strip, but a random one that I, I guess I don't know a heap about this stuff overseas racing, but Golden 60 winning that Hong Kong mile again, I found that so cool. Maybe it was a bit to do with the old mate's call. What's his name again? It was um, huge. McNamara? McNamara. Yeah, yeah, his call was so cool, and watching Golden 60 win, mate, that was that was one of the greats. You like that, King? Oh, I loved it. Like, I mean, I messaged um, Mark straight off the back of it, and... <laughs> Like he he doesn't miss a beat really. Like I, I, you wonder with a lot of the callers. I mean, we've spoken to Darren Flindell over the course of time. Do you think about things to say? You know, if if the opportunity is there, and they're like, yeah, but you know, it all just happens in the spare of the moment. And you know, like it's a it, racing is a blink of an eye. Like you know, something could just you know go leaps and bounds in the last ten meters, let alone last two hundred meters. So. It all just spills out, and just how you present yourself to the global audience is—it's just amazing. Like I—I yeah. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, though. Golden Sixties won a heap of races now, but he did have that. I mean, he—he's just a carnival horse for them because obviously all the. I'm gonna put his. He's not gonna do it. He's a length clear over Salios, running on Mother Earth. It's Golden 60. The locals can't beat him. The internationals can't beat him. This is his house. Fortress Golden 60. He beat more than this that flew. Fortress Golden 60. It's very cool. See, that's that's a that's a cool part for me. I think that was at the beginning of December or mid-December or something. So he got a 100%. bunch of raps. He got a bunch of raps. But yeah, obviously, um, I guess I'm pretty keen to still see. I'm still keen to to see quite a lot of um Waller's runners to be honest he's got quite a quite a good stable going forward uh, what's it what's it what's even better tunnels is golden 60s a queenslander so like is 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 one of our own really in the scheme of things <laughs> we'll claim him it will claim him it's like you know all the kiwis that you know very elegant we're claiming him as her as australian nowadays surely right guys like <laughs> it's, it's just what we do so i mean golden 60 was born and bred in queensland somewhere in brizzy that way so yeah, he's, she's one of our own, and uh, we might have to give Mark Mack a call and get him on the show. I think I think when we talk about like last year as well, quite a lot of cool horses retired as well. I remember I wrote down a couple before. So we got Avilius is gone, Funstar's gone, Ole Kirk could have been fucking anything, Natoya, who knows? Tommy might bring her back. Bivouac, Arcadia Queen, Twilight Payment, Melody Bell, Coey, one of yours, Mystic Journey, even. There was a bunch there. I'm gonna miss the big A. Oh, big A's been around for so long. He, he, he was just—he was just one of those horses. Like you know, like you see those good. He came from what? France? Was he English? I can't remember. He came from Europe, regardless. And I remember speaking to Brass, the great man, about it when he was about to land and have his first start. And he's like, "This thing is gonna be special." Like I—I I anticipate him winning some stakes like great races and I was like really like like you look at his placings and you know us being so naive with a lot of these Europeans coming in so early you just go really and sure enough he'll dissect the living hell out of him and go this is why this is the horses that he competed with yeah and sure sure enough the first up win was just like oh shit 
yeah, Brass, you're onto something here. Um, I, remember, I, remember a fr- I remember a friend of the show, Alex, absolutely declared Avilius in the George Main in 2019. I remember it was a pretty heavy track, and he just could not put enough money on. He was just so keen and, and ended up beating Dreamforce and Happy Clapper and the lot. I mean, it's just a good horse. It's just one of them horses. Like, you know, hap- you, you name those, those two names alone, like Dreamforce and Happy Clapper, they've been just stalwarts for Sydney racing. Well, very for, elegant came forth no- in that race. And look at look at that! Like I mean, it speaks volumes now. In hindsight, like you go back then, you would think very elegant. It had that you know um, manners issues, so it had a little bit of a an attitude when it came to hitting the tracks. And then Waller took it to a couple of specialists and took it under his wing. And before you know it, it's just well, it's won a Melbourne Cup. It's won what ten or eleven individual Group One yeah. races, and you go. Holy fuck! This is—it's a special horse. It's—it's it's like a Hall of Famer now. So it's just to be in the name, like in the same class as that. Avelius is, you know, once upon a time, a great horse. Yeah. Yep, I agree. There's quite a few there we're going to miss. We're going to miss Natoya Tommy. But um, all right, we got 100%. a Rose. We got a Rose Hill meeting here. Fucking still going with the the whole ten races they are. Um, at the moment it's a heavy eight. Who knows? It's really on and off the rain at the moment, so I assume we're going for a heavy. Uh, but we got a highway going on in the first. Uh, 1,200 metres is the best. We've got Stepley as the favourite, J-Mac and Rod Northam. Drew out wide, it's 280. It's been backed a little bit from 350. We got that. We got Golden Point uh, for Sterling. It's uh, into seven bucks. We got Diarissima. That's 12 already into 850. A bit of money for there for Dubois. Uh, Dan Zadell there's it for Rachel King. She's back after testing positive to COVID. She's at, that's at 950. We got a double figs and the rest. A little bit of money for two of the nines for Tash Burley. Uh, Thomas, any joy or thoughts for the Tab Highway? Uh, yeah, I think the market's got it wrong. I, I do like Step Leeds when the muscle broke um, last prep was good, but I don't think it uh, should be that short. So um, I think there's going to be a bit of rain on race day and there might even be a bit tomorrow. So I'm working with Genuine Heavy and we haven't been on there for a while. I think five weeks at Rose Hill as well. So uh, the track should be okay. Um, I think Gensadale, Terry Robinson, so good at these highways, but this horse... Um, had a couple of starts on the heavy track, seems to do pretty well. Um, its form is pretty similar class as well um, and can go pretty well fresh. I think it came second on the highway uh, first up last prep. And I think Rachel King on is a good booking. So $9.50 as well you get in. I think that's worth a bet. And one other one I don't mind is Tula Park at uh, $13. Again, just a bit of wet form. Um, Tash Burley won first up and it's got a – I think it's one for one second up as well. So if it's uh, come back as good, I think it might be able to give a bit of a shake. Draws the only worry. Um, Brad Davidson on form line uh, tonight as well. Tipping one called Osbred Cooey at $51 still. Um, again, just around that wet form, he sort of promoted it. And yeah, it's uh, one to keep an eye out for as well. Fuck, as 100 to 100 into 50. But as we know, that's probably a couple hundred bucks. But still, hundreds uh, into 50s. Coey, anything? No, I agree with to- uh, Tommy completely here. I think Dan Zadell, um, Terry Robinson, great. Wet form, strong. Uh, Tuller Park, good each way bets. Draws, definitely the sticky part, but second up form, holds strong. Stepley, I think it's just J-Mac money, to be absolutely honest. I think it did blouse him in that Musclebrook race. I just don't know. Yeah, like nothing serious has come out of that race. So, yeah. 
if if the track plays fair, which the the rail is true, so I mean it could. Uh, it'll probably swoop late and have the last say, but two eighty, I can't take that. So I'd be looking outside of it, and Danzadell and Tullapark is probably the way to play it. All right, we go to the race two, 1,500 metre, a benchmark 72. We got dynamic impact at 360, equal fave with 1A. Uh, that's at 360, both in from five. We got Fjordland at 550. We got Caesars Palace at 650. That's been backed in from about nine bucks. We got Overlord, Aslab, and Kapungi. So, a bit of a small field. I've literally just messaged uh, our friend who's a part owner in Caesars Palace. It says no jock or not notified there. He's just said 100% running will be a small field and Josh Parr will be aboard for Caesars Palace. Thomas. Matt, I don't mind that. Um, I think he gets a pretty soft lead, Cowie. Um, I can't yeah, agree. anybody else yeah, taking it on, really. So I think at a Rose Hill that hasn't raced for a while, it's one on the heavy before as well. It was really brave uh, just getting beaten by Sweet About Me. Uh, nothing Sweet About Me last start. I thought it was pretty brave and, 650 Josh Parr aboard. I, I, if you like it, I can't knock you at all. Um, Overlord. What do we say about Overlord? It's finally broken its maiden last start. <laughs> um, can it back it up? It's ratings wise, it should go pretty well, but um, maybe Wallace finally turned the corner with this horse and maybe one win can bring two. Um, you get an 850 to see. I might have a little bit of that. Interesting, Coey. Yeah, I think Caesar's Palace will get a softish lead, and I'm think I'm hoping um, that Fjordland kind of tracks him into it. That's kind of what I'm hoping anyway. Like five fifty to find out with J Mac on board, I think that's a good price. Uh, nice win last start. Uh, drops three kilos, but up in class, so that merits. I think hand we're one on the heavy, so that's a big big upside. Uh, I think dynamic impact. I know Jenny Duggan were. Big fan of her, but 360 on dynamic impact on 59 and a half. That's a bit hard to take of mine. So I'll be looking a little bit wider. And I think Fjordland does present good money. And I'd probably guess that it comes in a little bit with J-Mac on board. So 550 right now, take it. Some J-Mac money. Um, obviously, the two scratchings there, Sweet Ruby and Sword Point, they went around yesterday at the farm. Sweet Ruby won, Sword Point came second, Dylan Gibbons uh Got his first winner yesterday at Warwick Farm and actually rode a double. So I think he won on Made by Khan and then the next race won aboard Sweet Ruby. I think all the apprentices did really well yesterday. Reese Jones and Tommy Sherry and stuff. So there is some good bloody uh, apprentices going around. But um, race number three is uh, another one of 1500. We've got Fashion Owl. Reese Jones just spoke about him. He's claiming three. It's already a little bit of a drift. It's three ten. It's the favourite for John O'Shea. And we dance for Waller at four fifty. Open eight dollars though. Uh, Saigon, J Mac, and Waller. A little bit of a drift of five. We got Sir Lamur. Not sure if that's running because it ran yesterday. What so. way run? Uh, way Arctic run. Thunder. So yeah, obviously take a bit of bit of cherry on top uh, for some of the others because that's going to go. Arctic Thunder, rules that don't apply. They're all there. Um, I got no idea for this race to be honest. I know Fashion now quite well. Even Saigon. Saigon's got no heavy form. Tommy, who wins? Yeah, there's a couple here that haven't won at Rose Hill or the heavy, so we've got a little bit of a bit worry that. I think I do like Adley Dance, and I think if uh, we get the best out of it or Saigon, I think they're going to be right in it. But um, going with a bit of wet form and a uh, horse that does like the track is Arctic Thunder. Um, I think you can sort of sit behind Fashionel and, and maybe a couple others that go... Um, pretty quick in front and 
if we can get the best of it, we saw what it did first half, got got a nice win. And um, I don't think it was that disappointing last start at all either. And it's got drawn a really nice gate, collar to board. I think $9 half is pretty good. I like it too, Tommy. Um, I think the heavy form speaks volumes here. And a lot of, yeah, just question marks with the other horses handling the track, track and distance so much. It has run on the track and distance Arctic Thunder. I think it placed second or third. Um, two wins over the four starts it's had over the heavy. Nine bucks to find out. It's not a bad price. One I will keep close to my chest would be And We Danced. Uh, 53 kilos, rock bottom weight. Third up, should be a bit fitter. Um, it is bred out of a Irish and a, and a Kiwi, so I, I anticipate that it handles a little bit of the, the give in the track. But saying that, Little to no confidence. I know it is well placed in the market. It's four fifty at the moment, so I'll see how the market goes. But I'd rather take the nine bucks on Arctic Thunder to find out. All right, Midway is next. Fourteen hundred meter Metro Legend Annabelle Nation is the fave with Jay Mac aboard. Four dollars eighty. We go out to seven bucks for Holy Rain, Tommy Sherry, and Kim War. We got Nick Tock, uh, Kathy O'Hara, and Mark Connors. Uh, Hasn't had a win for a little while, but it uh, goes all right. More Sundays is there at eight bucks. We got Hasty Duchess at eight fifty, and we go to doubles for Catapult and the rest. Um, Tommy, J Mac, Annabelle, yes, no, yeah, one, one win in the heavy. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it'll go with it. Um, I can't remember its name. It, it's changed name recently. Ka- Annabelle Cadenabia. Uh, that's it. Um, was an aqua source. Now Annabelle's got it with um, in those Bonho colours. First up forms okay. McDonald has one on it before. Um, I think I think it's the best horse in this race. And four dollars eighty favourite. I think you're. I think that's a pretty good price. I think they might come for it too. Um, you're still getting two dollars a place as well. I think it's. I think it's the best horse in this race. And I think um, another pro under Annabelle. She's just flying at the moment as well. So uh, I'll go with the Metro Legend. Cole, you agree with him? I've nowhere else to look. Like it's it's yeah. just one of them races. Like I look at it and go, four eighty the field, and you go Annabelle who's flying, J Mac who's flying. It's had a win over the heavy. Um, can can handle the distance, and I go well, yeah. Like I look at the rest of the field and I go Holly Rain, no Americana Magic, no jockey on board. Reese Jones. McCormack has a little bit of upside with the three kilo claim, and it's one on the heavy and place on the heavy. But coming into Saturday grade, I don't trust that. Um, Metro Nick Tock, Nick Nick Tock probably leads seven bucks to find out with Kathy on board. Nah, not for mine. I'd probably yeah, I'd be looking at Metro Legend, but with little to no confidence. Yeah, I think uh, I think I have to agree. Obviously, last start or last time it was first up, one in the heavy at the farm. Tommy Berry aboard, but yeah, Metro Ledge uh, race five, fourteen hundred meter race. We got double favourites again in Kings Air uh, three eighty with Lakeen. Um, Timmy Clark, both at three eighty. We got Yee at five dollars. We got Darleb at five fifty. Wariri falls at sevens, and we go to double figures with Papa Warrior and uh, Opacity and Almahaha, etc. Um, Lakeen, um, it's had a couple of starts in the heavy, no win, no win in the soft either. Kind of likewise for Kings Air, but claiming three. Uh, Tyler Schiller aboard that one, Tommy. What are your thoughts? Uh, mate, I think I'd go around those two. I, I really like his uh, wet form and its Rose Hill track form. Uh, Collett and Waller is a very good combo. One of Darren's favourite horses. Yeah. First up, well, good. Yeah, yeah. I think I think all its stats point to Yee Yee, and I, th- I think you can run a big race here fresh. 
Um, the one I will say is Dalep, uh, this Chris Lee's horse is um, gone to new lengths this prep. They've taken it to the sunny, uh, sunny coast on some wet tracks and it's done well. And, and it's won this um, a really tough win in this summer um, provincial series. It's gone really well. So um, as long as, I mean, Chris Lee's must think is still going right, bringing it to town um, in a race like this. It'd beat some serious horses in that provincial series. So I wouldn't be, wouldn't be surprised if Daleb pops up, but I'll go Yee Yee. Coey, thoughts on Kings Air? I really like it. I just, I, Kings Air and Lakeen come out of the same, same race last, was it last start? It was definitely last prep in the Kembla Grange, that gong meeting. Um, Lakeen is, well, it'll, what will work out That's after the claim where is. Where Steely won? Six, yes, correct. Yeah. So he'll be, Lakeen will be six and a half kilos heavier than Kings Air this weekend, and they're equal f- favourites. So I think Steely form is pretty strong form. Where he falls, I'm kind of wary of with J Mac, Chris Waller, all the above. It's got decent first up form, heavy form, it's placed twice. Um, I'm wary of it, but at the same time, with just that rock bottom way with Tyler Schiller on board. I reckon 380, snap it up right now. Um, it doesn't have too much wet form. It's only had one start for one placing. But I think, yeah, just I think it will go well with the lightweight. So I'm all over Kings there. Yeah, right. 51 and a half. Fucking hell. Those were the days when we used to weigh that, wasn't it? Year two or something. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, race, race six, 1,100 metres. Bit of a sprint here. We got Rule of Law, Jenny Duggan claiming two for Bjorn Baker, $2.40. Then we go out to six bucks for Never Second for Annabelle. And Jay Collett, it's coming off uh, two wins as well. Twilight Affair, seven bucks, Miracle Day. And then we're out to double figures with Estero and Sentimental. Uh, when you look at that, fuck, I, I get so nervous seeing J-Mac and Chris Waller on a horse paying $12. Scares me. Thomas, what are we doing? Uh, I think Munzee gave a stat tonight on form line as well. Waller hasn't had a win on a Saturday uh, in Sydney in 33 races or something. And he's got he's got a fair chunk of runners um, in this race and in the feature we'll get to. But um, the, he's got a couple here. Sentimental, I think, would run pretty well, as you were saying, uh, J-Mac and um, Waller on Sentimental. Worrying. I, I'm worried about joviality. I... Uh, I, I just don't know if they didn't get it right last prep. They're bringing it back um, after a little spell, after two runs going to miss. And Huey's on at $21, and it's, it has had a win in the heavy as well. I just I, I know it's going to pop up and win a race at some point. They they had massive opinions of this horse early on, and it's gone a bit of a miss. And similar to Overlord, I just think it's going to pop up and win a race. Whether it's on Saturday, I don't know. Um, there's a couple others that I that I think should win. Like Miracle Days has been going through the grades, been going really well. And Never Second is is a really talented horse and I think could go um really go places and then Rule of Law is a deserved favourite. So it's 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 a bit of a weird race. I think I'm gonna have something on joviality each way. So Coe, are you taking two dollars forty on the fave? It's it's a real tough, tough this is they're gonna absolutely fly out of the the gates this one 1100 meters and lots of speed right across the track for this one so i've kind of gone for something that might settle back of the field because I, I i anticipate anyway that there'll be probably three maybe four across the track rule of law rightful favorite but it's drawn real sticky it's the widest barrier so 
240, I think, is just too short for it, um, genuinely speaking. I know it gets the two-kilo claim with Jenny Duggan on board, but I just think that much of an advantage. So I will probably stick with the Stero just to sit off the lead. I know it was it was in the same race as Rule of Law last start, yep. um, but it, it does cop a three-kilo claim from Tyler Schiller. That, again, it's going to be carrying 54.5. Last time around, it carried 58.5, so it's got a four-kilo advantage. Um, yeah, I'm just riding for luck, to be absolutely honest. I think they're just going to go gun-ho. And if it sees daylight, I think that four-kilo swing will definitely benefit. I, it's definitely an each-way play for me. Otherwise, I'd probably lo- look at something like Never never Second. Um, it's drawn well enough. It handles the heavy. It's got great second up form. Well, not second up, sorry. It's just got good wet form, full stop. So... I'd be looking something of value. I just can't take the 240 right now. So it's Estero for an each-way play. Uh, I, I like it as well, Cody. Getting, if anyone wants to go each way, you're getting above $3 for a place too. So juicy. Um, first leg of the quaddy is at benchmark 78, so under just under a mile, 1,500 metres. $3 is the favourite for Love Planet. Uh, this had a run a couple of weeks ago on Boxing Day where I was pretty keen on it. It came fifth to animate. Uh, that's $3 already in from 380 Hugh Bowman and Chris Waller. Um, hasn't had a run in the heavy, but it's one in the soft. Canasta's there at 320 That's been backed as well, in from 4 bucks. Above and Beyond's there for Patelli. Then we've got Southern Lights at 8 bucks. Awesome Lad at 10s. Oh, my gee. And then we keep going out at bigger odds. But uh, this Love Planet, I know it hasn't had a run in the heavy, Tom, but what are your thoughts? I'm a big fan of the horse. I, I thought its uh, first up run was pretty good as well. Canasta, though, I think... I think getting around that soft and heavy for it is where it likes it. It's um, nom to later as well. And it's an emergency. It might get a run here, but I think it's much suited towards this race. Um, so if Canasta does go here, I, I think it's going to take some beating. Uh, a couple of odds each way bets. Uh, I think Night Ride first time on a heavy track, drawn better gate, um, might run pretty well. It's had two really good runs in town. And if it continues that forward, it could be okay. The other one is Brown Thomas. I think this horse might need a run, might need another run. Uh, it's first up run over fourteen hundred now going to this race, um, but it is on a heavy and it does uh, like the heavy as well. Seven up to fifteen hundred. Uh, Rachel King and Terry Croft. It it has had seven wins out of its twenty eight starts and it does win in town um, and is really hard to beat when it's on its day, whether it needs to run or not, but the heavy track might bring it right back in the calculation. So a couple each ways there, but I think Canasta. With Canasta, Coey? No idea, to be absolutely honest. Uh, tricky race. I mean, Canasta probably leads from out wide. I think the key is where Love Planet actually ends up. Um, if La- Love Planet really goes, pings the lids and just goes, you know what, I want to contest the lead or find the front, I think it might wear each other out, and that's not how I want to play it. Um, if I were the jockey of uh, Love Planet, which is Huey, I'd probably want to see him just kind of settle off the back of him. Uh, I, it's got genuine gate speed anyway, so I think if it does settle behind the leader, I'd be more inclined to back Love Planet. Uh, it's got a little bit of heavy form, this and the other. Outside of that, I mean... I like it above and beyond, but at the same time, no confidence at all. A couple of these I just don't know what to do with. Like, this map is real tricky over this 1,500 metres. So I'm just going to stick with what I think 
will happen and it'll be Love Planet just sitting off behind Canasta. And I know it's got $3 favoritism, but three bucks in a nine-horse field, yeah, I could probably take that. All right, Love Planet and Canasta. All right, uh, the January Cup, uh, 2,000 metres of the best. We got Korea Daris as fave. Timmy Clark, James Cummings. It's been backed 550 into 420. Hasn't had a win in the heavy. Has had a win in the soft. We got So You Win at 650. Order Again's been backed. That's 13 bucks into 750. That's J Mac and Waller for a change. That's had a couple of wins in the heavy. We got Mustajir at 950. Attorney, pecuniary interest. And then we go out to Mooberries as well. But pretty good money for this order again, again, Thomas. Yeah, normally one of my horses as well. And um, when we look at staying races, as I was touching on before, especially uh, on the home track of Chris Waller, we look at uh, that name, Waller. He's got, I think, eight horses in this. And um, just as a few cups emerge, um, he's going to have the artillery out. Craterus dual-normed in Melbourne as well uh, for James Cummings. Will it run? I think it's going to run here. But, yeah, for me, I'm looking at these Waller horses, and I think Mooberry is, is the one I want. Um, good good form at the track, good form in the wet. Uh, I think Collard on for Sherry. I think Sherry got the race a bit wrong last start, and Collard a much stronger rider to ride this horse from a good gate. I think could set up for Mooberry at $10. I'd like Criminal Code might need another run. I th- I'm, I'm a bit scared of it with Chad. On for Chris Waller as well. Um, otherwise, I think it's a really good race. There's um, a few at uh, bigger odds as well um, that you couldn't make a make a case for. But yeah, I'm going to go where Moober is. Fair enough. I think uh, Moober is probably my play as well with the Waller horses. I think it sits well. I think um, just the fact that it will be second up. Oh, sorry, fourth up. It'll be rock hard fit. I think it had handles the genuine wet. Had two wins over it. Um, Distance shouldn't be an issue. Call it, you know, he's experienced on it. Last start, it's kind of a bit of a forgive in my eyes. I think Poeta could be something that's something for the autumn. I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be targeting targeting for, but it seems to have a lot of upside, that horse, coming from Europe and won three on the trot or whatever it is. So that form is, I think, relatively strong. Um, I do like it. But cry dearest, I mean, if it does actually run here, I'd be very curious what it actually starts at. Yeah, like it, it's never won on the heavy, but it's got decent soft form. The only problem is it's going to be right out the back. It's got stakes grade form. It came second against Paris Sound in that summer cup. I mean, I, it, all signs point to the rightful favourite here at 420, which is, I think, a really good, great price, actually. It's just, I'd rather take the 10 bucks. With Mooberries, I think Cry Dearest at 420. Slide unders, I'd I'd be curious though. Keep an eye on the market because it could absolutely crash in the market or it could just drift out and might start at sevens. I don't know because there's so many Waller horses like Tommy mentioned. Yeah, so so I'll, I'll, I'll be all over Mooberries for the each way play here, I think. All right, we go on to race nine, 1,800 metres. We've got Zagalo as a fave. Tyler Schiller claiming three for Waller, coming out of barrier nine. That's 380. Niffler, uh, good win. Two starts back, came second last start to Dakery. Uh, that's four bucks for J-Mac and Waller. Uh, Razou, uh, Razau, however you say it. Chad Schofield riding for Waller. So Waller's got the top three in the market for this race for a change. 850. Nothing sweet about me for Gay Waterhouse. Timmy Clark, that's at 11 bucks. And Canasta is obviously jeweled here as well. But Tommy... 1,800-meter race. Thoughts? Uh, speed is interesting. I think if Canasta comes out, 
Um, it gets an easy lead in the other race, and it gives nothing sweet about me. A pretty easy um, lead here as well. Depending on what Russo does, it could go forward and maybe set it up for a couple other Waller horses. So I'm a bit. I'm if, if Canasta comes out, I might even back sweet a bit. Uh, nothing sweet about me. Um, I think it was really tough and it strung a couple of wins together. Timmy Clark at um, Rose Hill as well, I think, can can do pretty well here at the weight as well. Um, a lot of people talking up uh, Zagallo. Um, finished pretty strong. Uh, got Tyler Schiller climbing three last start. Um, but I thought Niffler was the better run, to be honest, uh, for me in that race. I thought Niffler was just as tough and Niffler gets uh, Jane mcdonald here as well and i i think if uh you take that uh winner out who won the race was um Dukiri, that's right up on the rails uh one of with Galen. so yeah yeah i, I actually think niffler was pretty strong in that i know um zalago was coming but um i thought niffler had worked pretty hard in the race i think he gets a better barrier here and i'm actually with niffler for this race i think especially if they um, you're still getting $4 when maybe a couple others come out. I think Nifla's the bet. Uh, I quite like it. Okay. It's, it's tricky. Like I, I was on, I was on Nifla last start and I was so disappointed, um, because his old man fucking tipped him on the line. Um, Zagalo wet form three kilo claim every, every merit to be $3.80 favorite in my eyes, but I'm just going to look outside of it and I, I backed this last start as well, and I'm probably going to regret saying it, but Casino Kid, I know it's drawn a little bit wide, but it's going to be off off the speed. It'll probably be out the back. Step up in distance, a big, big positive mine. I think just the fact that it's going to be carrying, well, essentially 50 kilos with the claim, which will be a six kilo swing. At 12 bucks, I just can't say no, and I'm just kind of betting more with my heart than my, my brain at this stage. Good way to bet. So... Um, I'd be going each way on Casino Kid, but I have nothing against Zagalo or Nifla, to be absolutely honest. So each way play for Casino Kid. Let's go again. <laughs> All right, we go to the last, a 1,200-meter bit of a sprint. Uh, $3 favorite for Ty Kunist. Um, great win last start, uh, beating Liberty Sun. When was it? It was fucking a week or so before Christmas, I think it was. So, um, it's had a win in the heavy. Um, it's already been backed a little bit, 370 to 3 bucks. We got Garibaldi there for Tony Golan, Tyler Schiller. We got Poetic Charmer at 9, Starler at 9, and double figures for the rest. Tommy, you with Tycoonist? Yeah, I think I've got to be. Um, uh, it's going to be a question if Garibaldi runs, um, if this track does. Yeah, if, I mean, if the rain keeps coming, I think it's going to be suspect for sure. And I think Tycoonist. Um, as you said, has had a win before, trained at the track, tough horse, just never out of money. And even losing it, it's really impressive in defeat, this horse. So, yeah, I'm a big fan of Tycoonus. Um, Garibaldi is is a great horse, and um, I'd love to see him come to Sydney and run in, run in Sydney um, and do well. But I think Tycoonus in this race, if there was one at odds to knock him out, it would be true detective for me. But... I'm with Ty I reckon Garibaldi won't run. I'm very curious why Tony Golan nommed it down here when the carnival's just starting in his backyard. So, yeah, I'm I'm curious um, if it is genuinely like a heavy nine or worse, which it very much could be. Uh, I just don't see it running here. So anticipate some deductions. But Tycoonist, yeah, Tommy's already touched on it. I think it's 
it's merited. It just does. It doesn't know how to run a bad race, but it's just so hard to. I know one last start, but it's so hard to find when the best race for it to back is. And it seems to always hover around the favoritism, whether it's three bucks or four bucks, kind of that range. I'm just going to take a gamble. Uh, Tommy and I touched on this earlier earlier today, but I think just watching that trial with Mateo Takpe, I, I thought it was rock hard, you know, ready to rock, rock and roll. I, I really, really enjoyed it. And I know the case to be made is the first up form. It's had five starts and three placings. It's never won on the first up, but it does, it can swim. It's won on the heavy twice. Uh, distance should be an issue. And I, I just think 15 bucks is overs. So, you know, like it's just, I think it's an each way play again. It's four bucks the place right now. I wouldn't be too ashamed to just steer everyone into just a, even just a place bet really at four bucks. We've got a full field here. So, yeah, that's the way I'd be playing it. But yeah, I think outside of it, yeah, I'd see Tycoonus shortening after Garibaldi comes comes out. That's kind of how I see it. So it'd probably start like two fifty. Okay, that's uh, ten of the best from Rose Hill. I haven't told you yet, but let's have a quick look at two races from the Goldie. Uh, one is the Tab Wave, and then race eight. So race seven and race eight, we know uh, quite a few of these horses already. But um, Lord Ardmore is uh, the favourite in the Tab Way, which is race seven on the Goldie. Uh, it's $4.20. Um, Brett Preble has gone up to ride. Chris Waller is there. It came second its last start to Huetor, but it also had a really good win in the heavy, the start before in a, who did it beat? Media Star guest. Um, look, it's been a bit wet up, up, up north too. They might be running on a soft. Not sure what they'll end up with, but you've got Wheelhouse there as well. Starrell is there. Um, that's come up. Williams is aboard. You've got Larry Cassidy on Wheelhouse. We've got Love Tap. Nash, who's been riding quite well, especially last uh, last meeting. 650, we've got Tamerlade, Seamarie, and Decenifer. Uh, that actually had a good win as well uh, last week. Um, Tom, any thoughts with these? Lord Ardmore's a pretty good horse. Yeah, it's, um, it's been a real good find of the carnival. Um, I think he gets a good lead here too. Xenifer could come across. Love Tap can go forward, always on show possibly. But I think Lord Ardmore could get a lead here and I think it could be gold at the Gold Coast as well. Um, Preble, no knock on the jockey at all. Um, and you're getting 420. I, yeah, I'd love to have a bit of that. I think, um, I think it's drawn really well and could be... Um, in the money for sure. Wheelhouse is allergic to winning. It just doesn't want to win. Um, and I can't make a case for many of these. The only other one is Love Tap on its day can go really well, but um, we don't see it too often. But if there's one person that can get it out of it, it's Nash. He um, he did have his last win on Love Tap. Um, so maybe expect Love Tap, but I think Lord Ardmore is a good bet here. Agree with him, Coey? I'm going with Love Tap here. I think, yeah, Lord Ardmore, I think, yeah, once again, we've touched on the Huerta form line. I think it is it's strong enough for this. It's wide open this race, to be absolutely honest. 420 the field. and It's actually only, what, five horses single digits, which is kind of surprising. But saying that, I think Love Tap, I think it just merits. I mean, I think it'll be a Sydney sider regardless of winning this, whether it's Waller or Richard and Michael Friedman. I'm not sure, but I'm kind of leaning towards Love Tap. And it's kind of purely because of Nash, to be absolutely honest. Booking in Nash, I mean, six starts, three wins in the minor. So he's got a pretty decent affiliation with his horse. It can handle the heavy if it comes down. like. And Gold Coast soft seven is probably closer to a heavy eight in my eyes, to be absolutely honest. I think 
the ground chops up by this stage, so it'll be yeah, it'll be tough going. I'd I'd imagine anyway. So just the fact that it's got decent form lines, it comes comes out of stakes grade, it comes out of the Golden Eagle, steps up to eighteen hundred, which is probably more its preferred distance. Yeah, six fifty, wide open affair, but yeah, I'll have a little bit of it. All right, we go one more race, race number eight. Just because uh, there's a couple here, the move is a horse that um I've sort of followed quite a for a little while. This is Gollan and Steph Thornton. Um, it's coming off a little trial. That's your favourite, 390, but the horse that's been smashed is Racecourse Road. Uh, Thompson and Kelly Schweder, 11 bucks into 480. Um, it's going to be first up. Pretty good horse, 480. we got Remlap's Gem, which has gone up to riot, to run there as well. Brett Preble's aboard. We've got Usmanov, Niedorp, King Klaus. It's a pretty good race, Tommy. Very good race. Um, I don't mind it um, at all. I, I'm a big fan of the move. I think um, its form's really good, uh, second up, and its run wasn't that bad behind Zuso last start. The gate's a bit of a tricky one, and I don't think it'll. I don't think it'll be that handy either. The move, I think, um, Steph's very much to get back and ride at home, and which can be a bit uh, a bit of trouble at the Gold Coast. One I do like is at nineteen dollars, go go. Um, its track record is really good. Its heavy form is really good. Craig Williams on a twenty dollars shot as well is unusual. Is one that can yeah can go pretty well. I think its first um, first up form is coming off a spell as well. Does all right. So I think Gogol um, might be a good spec each way. Mate, they're gonna go. They're gonna absolutely fly in this nine hundred meter race, and I just don't know where to look. Like you blink, you miss. You missed the race. I don't mind Gogol. Another one with perfect heavy form is something like Jules Spirit. It's had four goes, four wins, one on the track and distance. Like it's nineteen bucks, and I don't know where to look, but I'd I'd be inclined to go towards Racecourse Road purely because it's drawn low. Drawn low. Ben Thompson on board. Uh, nine hundred meters. It's one on that. Oh no, actually hasn't. It's one over the thousand. So never run over the nine hundred, but. It's got heavy track form, soft track form. Uh, it's got all the form, bar 900 metres. So, and it comes out of, you know, proper listed grade races. Yeah, uh, you can literally throw a dart because you miss the jump on this. You miss miss the hop, you're out. So, dual yeah. spirit with an outside draw could be an each-way play. Same as Gogol, but I'll be on uh, race course road here. All right, race course road. All right, uh, let's uh, figure out a multi. I'm going Metro Legend. I think it'll place in race number four. I'm going uh, Caesar's Palace in race number two. I'm going to put it to place. Uh, Josh Parr that we know is aboard and we know it's running. That's at two bucks a place. And I'm going to put Zagalo uh, to win in race number nine. I think Zagalo is a pretty good bet. So put them all together, you're getting 15 and 50. Tom. Yeah, so I've just gone and put this bet on and the app's died. So <laughs> as I'm sign. bringing it back up here, yeah, no, it's not a good sign at all. But let's um, – so it's about 50 to 1. I've just gone for bets that I like across um, Saturday. So the two from Rose Hill I liked were Niffler. I thought Niffler was a good bet at that $4 price and Tycoonis in the last. Yeah, I think they both win. Going to Caulfield uh, in the first race there, first starter in the two-year-old race, uh, philosophizer. It's uh, Anthony and Sam Friedman in the uh, James Harron colours. There's good wraps on it as a star two-year-old we like. And the other one's in the Gold Coast race one, uh, Manhood. Um, Michael Costa, great trainer, has a, had a horse, has had this horse uh, for one run and it won pretty well on the soft and I think uh, heavy 
won't matter as well. I, I think Costa's a really good trainer. So 51 for those four to get up. Beautiful. Coey? Three legs, all Rose Hill. We'll start with King's Air to win. Estero to place. Mattel Tuckpay to place. That'll get you about 47 bucks. Beautiful. Fuck. I've got to step up now that I'm only $15. Um, all right. Fingers crossed. Happy days. Uh, boys, thanks for joining me. We've gone pretty late now. What is it? 10 to 11 on Thursday night. But you know what? We have to... We, we get it done. What are we? Day... What are we? Day what? Now tomorrow. McGrath Day. What day is it? Day three. Day three. Day three tomorrow. All right. Uh, big shout out to Mars as well. Right, Thomas? Just walked himself 150 kilometers. Yeah, mate. Um... I might be going out to the cricket tomorrow as well, so hopefully we get a, a few blue skies and um, I've been doing really well. Um, I think he might even be on uh, the ABC throughout the day uh, talking about his big walk as well. Um, love to get him on the podcast at some point. He's He's got a good story. Marzi's been through a lot the last year and he's done really well, but even apart from all that, he's just a legend. He's a great bloke and... Um, yeah, go buy a ticket. I bought one of the pink seeds for the McGrath Foundation. They're only twenty bucks, and yeah. um, goes for a good course. So go buy one of them, and yeah, listen out for Mars tomorrow on the radio on ABC. All right, thanks for joining me, boys. See you, boys. Right,